Hey friends, before we dive into the episode today, I wanted to personally invite you to Mic Check Retreat, the retreat for podcasters that's happening this June in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm hosting it and I can't wait for you to join us. So in this three-day retreat, we're going to kick off with a welcome mixer. Then on day two, dive into all things education and workshops. Then day three, we're going to continue those workshops and even have some time for implementation. At this retreat, we are going to be focused on making your podcast work for you, but also connecting with other podcasters to see what's working for them. So make sure you head to micchecksociety.com, find the information about the retreat, and grab your early bird ticket today. I hope to see you there. Back to the episode. Last week, we wrapped up our August podcast series, but I wanted to add a little bonus to the series that isn't necessarily focused on podcasting, but it will help those who are trying to start a podcast. And that's work-life balance. And the reason I feel this wraps up this short little series is because if you've not figured out some sort of balance in your business or how to manage your time, you may struggle with starting and continuing to produce a podcast on your own. Now, before you turn this episode off, because I said work-life balance, I understand that it's a lie. It's a myth. But I think that there is a way to manage your time to where you're not so stressed out. So... Let's go for it. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In Podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Now, like I mentioned in previous episodes, hosting a podcast does take time, especially if you don't hire a producer. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I want you to consider what boundaries you need to set up in your business or life to help you find that balance. And balance, like I said earlier, doesn't have to mean balance. I get it. I definitely work more than I have a social life, but don't we all? I'm talking about getting to a point where you aren't burnt out by the time you get to work on your podcast. Maybe you're not even ready to start a podcast and you just wanted to hear this episode to work on setting better boundaries for yourself. This episode is absolutely a tool you can use to get started. I'll be outlining a few boundaries I have set that have truly made a difference in my work and helping me find more balance, but also allowing me to focus enough to get more work done in less time. So that first boundary is that I take off Friday afternoons and weekends. Almost every single weekend I take off. I decided to take my business full time so that I could create my own schedule and really focus on building the life and career that I wanted. I've been taking off almost every Friday afternoon for over a year. Not only that, but I try to limit the amount of actual client work that I do on Friday mornings to as little as possible. And what I would define as client work would be anything that doesn't improve my own business. I do have clients that I do some work for on Fridays, but it's the first thing I do. And if I don't have any immediate work that has to be done for them, it can wait until Monday. The only exception I've really made to this rule is that once a month for the last year, 
I've hosted a headshot mini session in the studio on one Friday morning per month. So basically, I just took all of my inquiries for the standard headshot mini session for that month, and I gave them the option to get a discount and come in on that day that I've already set aside. Nine times out of 10, they are booking that headshot date. So I don't have to worry about going in, setting up. It takes me more time to do one 15-minute headshot session than it would take me to do three back-to-back headshot mini sessions because I don't have to take up and set down the studio equipment. So outside of those headshot dates, I don't work on client work. I don't take calls, and I try to have my computer closed every single Friday by 1 p.m., Now, those mornings that I do spend working, I'm working on my business, planning out content, working on my podcast, and trying to just finish, wrap up the week so that when I close my laptop at 1 p.m., it allows me to either work on housework that I slacked on through the week or start the weekend early or head out of town and go do something fun. I really enjoy this, but in order to do it, there are a few other important boundaries that I have had to set as well. So that next boundary I've set is office hours that clients can expect to hear from me. So for all of my new clients, I set this new expectation up front. It's in one of my first emails that they get. But as a reminder, I share my office hours in the signature of most of my emails in HoneyBook. In addition to keeping my office hours in that email, I also share upcoming out-of-office dates, and a link to schedule a call with me if they need to get in touch and like really talk through something. But we'll get into that shortly. So office hours are times that I'll be checking my email and responding to clients. So my current office hours are Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. Now, I typically work 8 to 5 every weekday, but if I complete work early, this gives me the flexibility in my schedule that I originally started this business for. So that third boundary I've set for myself is batching my work days. Basically, this is where I'll batch similar tasks to specific days of the week. So for instance, I only take phone calls on Monday and Thursday, and those are during my office hours. So those could include weekly meetings, client inquiries, strategy calls, any of those are going to happen on Mondays and Thursdays. This helps eliminate any interruptions on my focused work days, which are Tuesday, Wednesday. And I book all of these calls through a scheduling system, which is also linked in my email signature and clearly states that I only take calls on Mondays and Thursdays. Now, obviously there are exceptions to this rule. I do also offer for my launch clients, they are longer calls and they do take more focused work. So sometimes I will put those on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because they technically are client work and I'm focused on helping them build their podcast. Another thing I'll do is I take photo shoots in the afternoons on the Mondays and Thursdays as needed since I don't have a ton of planned work. But on the days that I do have the availability in my schedule and I don't have a shoot scheduled, I will work ahead on projects as necessary. So say all my calls end at 1 p.m. on Monday, I'll go ahead and start on Tuesday's work if I have that whole afternoon free. This helps me to take off those Fridays and allows me to kind of pull my schedule back into the week so that I have more flexibility towards the weekend. Now, if you're not careful... 
you do end up spending a ton of time on calls with clients and inquiries you're not making up money on. And this is why I set this boundary. Obviously there are exceptions. Like when you get a phone call inquiry or one of my podcast clients runs into an immediate need and they just need help walking through something. Obviously I will take those calls, but I'm not scheduling or setting meetings on those days that are not my actual call days. So the other batching I do is I batch my podcast production. Like I mentioned, I spend Tuesdays and Wednesdays editing, managing, and producing podcasts. This includes show notes, graphics, all of those things are batched into a schedule. And this could be for one client's work who is sending me four or five episodes at a time, or it could be multiple podcast clients and I'm working on editing all the episodes the first half of the first day. And then I'm working on the show notes the second half of that day. So it all just depends on how much work I have and how far ahead my clients are in getting their audio to me. And this is also an important note to make for my clients so that they understand when their audio is due to me. Because if their podcast goes live on Fridays and I don't have their audio by Tuesday, it's likely not going to happen. That is also why I encourage all of my clients to work ahead If their podcast will allow it, if the topics will allow it, I love when clients batch their podcasts so that we can work a week or two weeks in advance and sometimes even a month in advance. Now, this schedule took a while to nail down. I am not going to lie to you. I had to figure out what worked best for me. I moved meetings around to kind of figure out like, can I get all of my clients meeting on this day and this day, and how can I make sure that I'm not interrupted two days a week so that I can get solid work done in those eight hours of work? It's not a perfect system. I do still break this boundary a lot to help keep my clients happy, but I'm working on it. And having this boundary allows me to say no more than I say yes, especially when I've set this boundary ahead of time and clients kind of understand it. So now, My next boundary. To throw a little wrench in what seems like the perfect work schedule, my next boundary is to allow for flexibility in my schedule. (laughs) Now, I do this for a few reasons because my husband works a weird schedule. Some weekends he works, others he doesn't. And then he's got a lot of time off through the week, which means that there are times that I'll shift my schedule a little bit to have a full day with him or to hang out with him more. That could mean a Tuesday morning is spent at the zoo instead of editing podcasts. And then I make up that work on the weekend while he's working. Even though I say I don't work every weekend, I will make that weekend happen on Tuesday if I need to. Other times it could mean that we head to a baseball game in the middle of the day because I have that flexibility. But keep in mind, the priority is ensuring that my client work does not slack because of it. While there is so much beauty in being able to take off in the middle of the week and have my weekend in the middle of the week, it's also important that I've taken care of every single thing my clients could need that day while I'm out. It also means I have to make up that work. So I have to be okay with breaking boundaries for this one boundary and having the flexibility. But my goal is that I'm not working on weekends. If I am, it's while my husband is working. Or I'm finding time throughout the week to replace those hours. And that could mean 
getting up a little earlier and starting my day earlier or working a little later than normal. So just keep in mind, whatever that flexibility looks like for you and whatever your schedule needs to be, make sure that you're building that flexibility into these boundaries that you're setting. So my next boundary is one that I am still working on, but I have eliminated saying yes to any last minute work or anything that will cost me a headache. And I still struggle with this boundary, but this boundary has come after dozens of lessons learned. And I laugh at it because I do still catch myself ignoring this boundary almost weekly, (laughs) but it always reminds me of why I say no to last minute work or anything that will cost me a headache. And the reason I say last minute work is for podcast editing, I rarely accept last minute episodes. For most of my clients, they understand their deadlines and I actually have a lot of them working on that batch schedule that I talked about where we're a few weeks ahead and there are no last minute episodes. I enforce this new rule because if something is going to inconvenience me or stress me out, I have realized it's not worth the money. And there are times that I do have the bandwidth in my schedule. I'll take last minute work if I have the bandwidth, but in order to love what I do, I can't get irritated with the work that I love. And by making it something I don't want to do because it's last minute or I'm having to say no to personal life things and remove my boundaries, that stresses me out. So oftentimes I'll either push back on the client and encourage a more realistic timeline. I'll create a solution that helps us both out or kind of meets us in the middle, or I'll just deny it altogether. This is on both the podcasting side and the photography side, because I have also run into a lot of struggles there as well. Even with my studio rentals, I will have a lot of last minute rentals reach out. And depending on the person, obviously I have some amazing photographers that rent my studio and I love giving them their their last minute rentals because it's easy work for me. But if I have a last minute rental request and I haven't been by the studio to clean it since the last rental, I am more likely to say no that it's not available just because I have to stress out about getting it clean before they rent the studio. And I say this because this happened to me just last week. I had a last minute rental that I realized they didn't sign their agreement or pay. So I reached back out, told them, hey, your thing tomorrow is I didn't get a deposit or a signed contract for your rental tomorrow, so I've expired the proposal. They reached back out, oh no, I'm so sorry, I would still love to have it, please, can I please still have it? So what I did was I unexpired the proposal so that they could pay and sign, let them know. I left the next morning because I knew their rental was at one. I went, I cleaned the whole studio, came home, I never heard from them. That was a last minute rental I should have said no to. It was a last minute job. It stressed me out. And those types of projects are the types that I'm going to start saying no to and continue to say no to because that, you know, I lost money on that. I spent time away from the work that I already had. I didn't have to be at the studio that day. I could have cleaned it the next day when I had a shoot there. So just keep those boundaries in mind and also keep in mind that we are not perfect. We are going to continue to break boundaries on accident. We're going to learn more lessons. And I just really hope that these boundaries I've shared 
have helped you think through what boundaries you could set up. There are dozens of other boundaries that I've put in place that sometimes worked and sometimes didn't, but I really think it's up to your work schedule, the type of work you do, the clients you serve, and even what's going on in your personal life. Like if you're trying to build more friendships or relationships or you have children that you take care of or that you want to spend more time with or you're homeschooling, all of those personal things in your life are going to impact the boundaries that you set up. So I know my boundaries will change over the next few years, especially as my business grows or pivots. There are so many things that you can set up as a boundary. So if you've set up any boundaries in your business or your life that you love, I'd love to hear about them. So head over to Instagram, shoot me a DM at Haley Gaffin, H-A-Y-L-E-E-G-A-F-F-I-N. And I'll talk to you soon. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, Clocking Out. Thank you.